Welcome to Gotta Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. The Thwip Tribble, a.k.a. Jadles. Yo, what's up? Holler at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And I'm Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Space Time Tribble. Yay, Brandon. <laughs> Yay, me. Oh. Um, we're here to talk about whatever we want to talk about. But first, before we can we talk get... about whatever we like. Is that a song? You're just, you're just singing. I co-opted a song. Isaac. Was it? Never mind. Uh, before we do that, though, we have letters. Oh, we've got letters. Oh, we've got well, lots, lots and lots and lots and lots, lots, and lots, lots of, of letters. letters. Do either of us have it ready to go? Nope. <laughs> nope. Here we go. I, I got mine first. So, uh, Gutter Talk, The Joke's on Us mm-hmm. by The Home Dad Abroad. Right. Joker. Okay. I had the same thoughts as JD upon emerging from the film Joker. Do we really need a taxi driver slash king of comedy mixtape? Joaquin Phoenix's performance aside, the film mistook slow pacing for depth and 70s iconography for pathos. Pathos. Well, pardon me. I would say pathos. And you would be wrong as well. Potato, potato. (laughs) No, it's not. It is. It is not. It's pathos. Potato, portati. No, it'd be potato. Mm, never mind. However, the, char- the character's descent into non-medicated delusions, which occurs all too abruptly, can be effectively used to hand wave away any odd choices of the filmmakers, like the laughing disease or how he acquired his gun. His fat clown buddy was genuinely confused when accused. As being the produce... Produce? Product, maybe, of Joker's mind, like his relationship with the neighbor. Except, by hitting us over the head with the delusion-bursting flashbacks or of the girlfriend they definitively lost that hand wave ability all of that aside the biggest problem with joker was the inclusion of a young bruce wayne in the movie first how old will joker be when bruce dons a cowl and starts punching him in the face elder abuse anyone Hmm. second it steers right into the dumbest and cheapest of modern comic book hero motivations that their arch villain is tied to their origin you made me you made me first Third, by setting the film in a generalized 70s with slight 80s overspill, the Wayne family emerges from a screening of a Zorro film before kicking it in an alley as established in canon. Whereas older Zorro movies inspired the character of Batman, both in the character's real-world creation and in Bruce's in-depth, in-universe quest, Zorro the Gay Blade was a tongue-in-cheek parody starring extreme tanner George Hamilton as the gay identical twin of Zorro who steps in when his brother is injured, dresses in pink and purple frilled versions of the costume with a matching whip, as well as dressing in drag and Pepper's heavy-handed homophobic one-liners throughout the film. It was even in bad taste in 1981, and that is saying something. I mean, how does that film inspire Batman? Now, if he was destined to become Robin, dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Anyway, I can't linger. I have to go leave a one-star review of my mother's child-rearing abilities without justifiable commentary, because that's just what we podcast loyalists do. The Home Dad Abroad, sent by one of his one of my personalities. No, it wasn't. Uh, so I didn't. I don't know the Gay Blade. Uh, oh, you don't know Zorro the Gay Blade? No. Consider yourself lucky. I was. Um, uh, I guess honored would be not quite the term uh-huh. to say that that I did see that film in the theaters when it came out. Um, yeah. I remember at the time, and I would have been 14 at the time, laughing hysterically at yeah. Zorro the Gay Blade, but quickly realizing this movie is dumb. Okay. And it's really dumb, and it's very, very poor taste. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely poor taste. And he does make a good point, because I actually thought about that when you see him exiting Zorro the Gay Blade, which would have been the only Zorro film that he might have seen yeah. at In that, that time. time like. It's not really going to inspire, inspire like the Batman that I know. Right? Yeah, it <laughs> would be like if they took the origin of like uh, Bruce Wayne sitting in his in his easy chair in Wayne Manor, and the bat is supposed to come 
flying through the window, smashes through the window, and he's like, ah, oh, yes, I'll become a bat. Uh, and instead, it just like smacks into the window and falls over dead. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't have the same doesn't uh, land. gravitas. Exactly. Uh, doesn't doesn't um, create the same pathos. <laughs> no, it's pathos. Damn I wasn't going to bring it up, but I actually looked up the pronunciation. It's pathos. So, who was right? It's technically we're both Who wrong. was right? It's pathos. Who? who oh. It's not pathos. It is. It and is also, not. it would be because I took. Latin. It is, it is, it, first of all, no, it's <laughs> not. Second of Second all. Second of all, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> Did your mom ever used to, like, if you had something to do and you didn't want to do it, or like, oh, let's say, for instance, you did, God, I can't even think of one. You wanted to do something with your mom, Mm -hmm. and she was like, no. And you was like, why? Because I said so. Oh, yeah. Of course. All the time. Infuriating. All the time. And all I could do was just like, one day. (laughs) One day is going to be because I said so. (laughs) And when that day came, Uh oh, I lorded it over my daughter with such fury. (laughs) I enjoyed every moment of it. Righteous fury. Is it furious anger? Yes. Righteousness. Oh, my Uh, God. All right. So, pathos. Mm -hmm. But we can just say pathos. Okay. So, (laughs) like the rest of the world. I said pathos. No, you did not. You said pathos. Pathos. Or no, whatever you the hell said, you said pathos. Quiet, Brandon. <laughs> you just don't want to admit that you were wrong, too. I, I honestly just... don't remember which one I said, but I'm pretty sure I said pathos. I'm pretty sure you didn't because you were correcting me. Yeah, and you said pathos. No, I said pathos. He said pathos. Oh, my God. how We're, we're recording a show. You guys. No, because I want Brandon to finally admit recordedly that he's wrong. He never does. He likes to like just, That's you know. That's not true. I always admit talk. I'm wrong. I never believe it, but I always admit it. <laughs> See, I see what he's doing here. He's I know. still arguing with you about, yeah. Um, yeah, you said pathos because I said pathos. And right. And corrected me, and then you agreed with me that it was pathos. Oh, my bad then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the smile. Oh, it's infuriating. I do that on Reddit all the time. I'll be like, oh, yeah, my bad. You guys are right. I'm sorry. And I make people feel bad for getting mad at me about stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't feel bad. Uh, oh, so, yeah, I'm just glad that somebody else didn't like Joker. I feel like all over the internet, everyone's like, oh, my God, you should win all the awards and little, little, little. And it was just not great. It's yeah, possible it you guys just have bad taste. Remember Aquaman? That was terrible. Aquaman I was don't terrible. know. Made a billion dollars. That's true. I think you guys just have bad taste. No, 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 no. So did the Transformers movies. And they were bad. Everyone knows those are bad. Uh, actually, before you get onto your email... Leonard, we uh, actually have an actual letter. I have, yeah, it's a legit. You can, it's paper, it's handwritten to it's the paper. show. Um, because that's the way they do email in Australia. I Just received, joking. I received a padded bag, extra strength, uh, from Australia, and uh, there's a handwritten letter in here. Uh, and now the ba- I should let you know, Carl Carls, that uh, the bag you sent was open. When you and received there was it, yes. Only one book in there, but at least your letter made it. So hopefully there weren't any like dollar bills in there. Um, but I want to read this letter. I can't, I can't make your Patreon work. So here's a couple <laughs> here's of actual dollars. dollars. Look upon the Australian comic scene and despair. I have sent you a few issues of The Phantom. This shit hmm. is huge here. Australia has only one publisher, and that is Fru. F-R-E-W, I think. They only publish The Phantom. I have also enclosed a self-published book just to show you what the playing field looks like. This is why people like Tom Taylor work for the big two. Your Tasmanian correspondent, Carl Carls. So this was amazing. And um, uh, the book that actually made it in uh, to the delivery was Brown Fury, created by Bobby Baxter. And I didn't quite understand what i was looking at at first no oh, i knew immediately when but I as soon at as the... yeah as soon as len picks it up he goes this is poop no no you said is this poop <laughs> and i i thought you were saying like is this a bad comic book is this like just right. like a shitty right. comic but turns out you 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 nailed it it's it, actually poop it actually is a brown fury a shitty comic um about extraterrestrial excrement yeah called grogan's um, who are like man a spaceship? Uh, the we didn't really read it, but looking at the book, 
It's a gorgeous comic book. It's so good. It is so good. It is literally an animated series come to life on the printed page. Yeah. It really does look very, very cool. Um, this could easily work as an Adult Swim animated series. I I want to give it a shot. Yeah, it just came it just came in. So I haven't had a chance to read it, but yeah, the art is so good. It's really like this the, I've seen art like this um for things like Steven Universe and mm-hmm. um, Invader Zim. Like this is professional cartoon. It's professional work. It's very very and well it's, done. And it's a professional book. Now mind you this book is uh dated from 20 yeah, 2016. 2016. So it's got some some a uh, couple of years on it. And so hopefully Bobby Baxter has been able to uh, keep up with this comic book because I think going on looks alone, um, I think he's got something there. And by looks, I mean the art is professionally done, plus it looks very energetic. It looks very engaging. It makes you want to read. It looks like a very... Uh, the colors out. are great. The, the colors are great. The world building looks pretty fleshed out. It, it Like, all right, we're on a ship. People are getting hit. The, the, yes, there is poop splattering all over the place. Oh, my God, there is a piece of poop with a thong. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is this karate poop. This it, it's it's um, I don't know if the if the subject matter really speaks to me. Uh, right. As, right. A, as a book about different kinds of poop. But. I, the cartooning is so good, I can't dismiss it out of hand. I have to, I have to go check it out. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're out. actually gonna read this, and we'll talk about it next, next time. Um, maybe, oh, maybe we could do it on spoiler alert. Yeah, that would be cool. As one of our uh, uh, reviews. And anyway, uh, very coincidentally, uh, they talked about how the Phantom is really huge out there this weekend on Sunday. I actually spent time at Comic Cons for Kids. Um, which was the first one ever here in uh, Philadelphia, where I sat and did an interview with Keith Williams, who for 10 years was the illustrator of the Phantom comic strip. Oh, word. Like the comic strip in the newspaper? Yep. Right on. Yeah, so it was really, really cool. He actually talks about how he got the job and he had to go and talk to the creator of the Phantom, Lee Falk, Mm-hmm. who, believe it or not, because he's from the early days of yeah. comic strips when, you know, you made mad money, he had to go visit him. Lee Falk had an apartment in the heart of Central Park, New York. Wow. Up on, like, like I think he said, like, about the eighth floor of this apartment complex where the elevator opened up into, in the his, into his apartment that's badass. like that's badass yeah that's 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 like that's real money mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm like yo he's like yeah he was a boss like that he yeah like, I, that. I, I bet he bought the place outright years and years probably ago yeah so it's a cool uh cool interview you can look for that on the black triples feed um on friday it'll go up on friday so thank you so much carl carls that's awesome uh, appreciate it. Thanks to all the patrons and everybody who ever sends us packages and stuff. We love it. We do. Let we us, have another email. That you're out there just like this letter. Na 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 Batwoman. Messieurs Len, JD, and Brandon. I hope everything's going well in your corner swell. of the multiverse, or should I say swell. I wanted to share my thoughts on the first episode of the new CW show, Batwoman. I am admittedly quite biased when it comes to this character. After I first encountered her in the Countdown limited series, she became the cool, queer superhero I didn't know I needed in my life. I so enjoyed her post-New 52 solo series that I've resisted picking up her post-Rebirth title for fear of what DC may have done to her origin story. It was in this frame of mind that I sat down with some cheese, crackers, and apple and the CW app to check out what the Arrowverse did to one of my favorite characters. That sounds delicious. Actually, doesn't doesn't sound bad. The food went almost untouched touched this story flew if there was any cw style melodramatic 
angst, it was replaced so quickly by action that I didn't have time to roll my eyes. The story was like the overture to a symphony or a musical. I felt as if I was getting a sample of every theme that will play out as the season progresses. Just about every side character, and I assume these are the post-rebirth versions, were sketched out with such economy that I felt I knew what each one was about after only a few lines. One notable exception was Luke Fox, a.k.a. Batwing, perhaps. Mm. But then he has a pretty complicated story. I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks to just being Batwoman's tech support guy for a few seasons. Another one was Yurtman. How did Kate even know where to hire this guy? Maybe we'll learn in future episodes. Most importantly, I dug Ruby Rose interpretation of the character and I want more. More action, more bat tech, more characters of every color and orientation. So what did you guys think of it? All the best, Rudolfo! 10,000 worlds. Well, I'll tell you what I thought. I didn't see it. Yeah, you're slacking. I'm so slacking. I didn't even know that there was a second episode out already. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the first episode before we do this show. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon was like, well, I mean, there's also another one. So mm-hmm. I'm so far behind. But I really, really want to watch it. I like, I, I think I try out all of the CW shows for at least six episodes okay. before I make up my mind. Okay. Um, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and I think I liked the majority of them. I stuck with the majority of them until they just beat me down so much that I couldn't like Arrow. Where I, was mm-hmm. like, I just can't do it anymore. I, I can't care. Um, Flash, I guess I'm struggling a little bit. Even though I do kind of like it, it's sort of losing me. This, and I'm back on season three, I think. Was that, the, was that season three, Brandon? Uh, last week? Yeah, I think so. With uh, Savitar. Savitar. Someone spoiled who Savitar is for me, so now I don't even know if I care. I'm so sorry. Spoilers for, like, four years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, what did you guys think of Batwoman? Well, I don't want to give away my full thoughts because I just posted my greetings from the Bat Base, my new Patreon-exclusive podcast to the Black Tribbles Patreon page where I reviewed episodes one and two um, of Batwoman. So I don't want to give away my full thoughts, but what I will say in regards to uh, Rodolfo's comments about Ruby Rose and her performance on the um, on the show, I've only seen Ruby Rose in John two Wick. things: John Wick, and then she was in Megalodon. And I saw her; she was on Orange Is the New Black. Right? Yeah, that's where I know her from. And on all three places, she wasn't asked to do a whole lot as far as acting-wise, right? So, you know, she fit the bill. I mean, she definitely has a unique look about her. So I didn't really see her do anything. She's perfectly cast as Batwoman because Batwoman, as has been played in the comics, has been pretty much kind of like, you know, in in her costume, plays it pretty one note. You know, doesn't give a, a a lot of her emotions away. However, she is a very complicated character, the the character herself, Kate Kane, and that shows outside of the costume in the comic books. In this series, Ruby Rose plays that face the entire time, whether or not she's in costume or out of costume. And I don't know whether or not that's her just trying to find the character, or is that just the limit of her acting ability? So. I don't want to I don't want to say which it is. I want to give her a little bit more time to see how, you know, let the character start becoming a part of her a second skin to her and then see how it plays out. But that's my that's my read on her her performance. There are other people on the show, other actors and characters who I feel stand out a whole lot more. Um and I'll let you go to our Patreon page to find out exactly what I thought about that. Nice. Uh, I think I have a lot of similar thoughts. I really liked it. I especially liked season, um, episode two. When I watched episode one, I remember I was like, I was eating dinner. I wasn't paying as close attention. So for episode two, I tried to pay more attention to everything. And I think like, I definitely liked it. Um, I especially like her adopted sister, who you meet early on, so that's not a spoiler or anything. And I like the villain of the season, Alice. She seems really cool. She kind of reminds me a little bit of the Joker, which I like. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm excited for where it goes. 
I will say that um, I will say this: the look of Alice, which is pretty much taken straight from the comic book, is pretty dead on. Hmm. Yeah. So I I enjoyed it. Well, and also, Brandon, you had brought something else up earlier about that actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also uh, in Birds of Prey, the 2002. I think it was a WB show yes, at the time. WB. And um, she played Dinah, I think it was Dinah Lance. and A very young Dinah Lance. Yeah, because yeah, in this, she's, she's not really Black Canary in that she doesn't, she doesn't have sonic powers or anything. She has, like, mm. mind-reading powers or something. It was weird. Uh, and I did not like her in that. So I was very surprised how, how much I enjoyed her in this show. I think maybe it's partly just the well, writing. It says Rachel Scarston. Rachel Scarston, yeah. Yeah. I think it was partly just the writing, but also I think just, you know, over time she's become a better actress. So it's really nice seeing where she's gone. Gone, And I hope, I don't know, it probably won't make sense, but I hope she's in crisis just so we can have two Birds of Prey actresses. Maybe she will be. It'd be, it'd be weird, but... Why would it be weird? <laughs> There's no reason to have a random villain from Batwoman when you're fighting the anti-monitor, but okay. I mean, she might just pop up as like you know. But I need her to meet a cameo. I need her to meet the other. I need her to meet Helena, Kyle. This, like I'm saying, it may just make that happen. Yeah, I feel like it would be weird writing if they did. As much as I want it, I don't necessarily. It's the crisis think it works. on infinite earths. How I mean, it's already weird. It's multiverse. Yeah. I, my, all I don't are understand off. how they're going to fit all of these. How how long is this? Crisis About going five for. episodes. Five episodes. Everybody and their mother. Do you remember the original Crisis? Yeah, that was a comic book. Right, but it didn't involve like of all the people in it, ninety percent of them didn't do anything. Right, so they so, just have people like walking by in the background. Yeah, What's you just point? you have them pop in. It doesn't mean that they. Also, they I was like talking about this roles. earlier. I think they're just going to be cannon fodder because it's a way to have deaths. True. Without oh. establishing, yeah, you yeah, don't have yeah. to establish anything because people know them from other shows. Yeah. Like you kill Smallville, people are going to be so sad. They don't have to do anything on this show to do sh- sh- I like that his name is Smallville. Yeah, you just yeah, kill yeah. Smallville. You just kill Smallville. Well, that's what Lois calls him. Yeah, the dar- Die Hard. <laughs> like in a, what is, is that in a Family Guy where he just calls uh, oh. <laughs> the main character of Die Hard, Die Hard? Right. Um, so thank you so much for the email. We really appreciate it. Uh, that was Rodolfo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm super excited to watch Batwoman. As soon as you guys leave today, I'll probably just put it on in the store so I could watch it. You're not going to um, watch Nightmare Before Christmas? Listen. Brandon, have you seen Nightmare Before Christmas? No, but I played it in Kingdom Hearts a lot. God damn you. you never seen the movie? I wanted to. I just never got around to it. It's so We've good. talked about the things that I have not seen. It's a long list. It's a long list, so it's hard to keep up. But because he's always rewatching things he's already seen. I yeah. know. Beginning to end. And forcing himself to watch seasons of things. that he Well, Smallville's great. This no. is my first time watching that. Yeah, but, but why are you watching Smallville? For the crossovers. Why I watch Birds of Prey. <laughs> Wait, the reason you're watching Smallville yeah. is only because it's going to be in the crisis? Well, I mean, I was going to watch it someday anyway, uh, so this was an excuse. Uh, all right, no, all right. but that's... I want to lit a fire under you. I want to someday but watch the all of reason why he watched yeah. Birds of Prey. Yeah. 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 It's because the actress is going to be on crisis. Well, it's mainly that I wanted to someday be able to say I've watched like all the superhero stuff. Like, I... Because... Pretty much everything from 2013 on, I've watched like all you the Arrowverse, all of the superhero stuff. Do you mean all of the superhero stuff since you've been born, or all of the superhero stuff ever? Uh, maybe both, if I can. Mm. Because I mean, because pretty much since 2013, like I've watched Arrowverse, I've watched Legion, mm-hmm. Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. Cloak and Dagger, mm-hmm. uh, Runaways. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I've pretty mm-hmm. much caught up with pretty okay, much everything. Okay, so, th- so then, to that point, then on the DC Universe mm-hmm. app. Yeah. And you are going to watch all of the seasons of the adventures of uh, Lo- uh, sure. Lois and Clark. Yeah, sure. Someday. Oh, no, I tried that. <laughs> I used to love that. And uh, I went, I was like, ooh, it's on the DC app. I want to watch the first episode. I got about halfway through and I was like, oh, no. So you're going to watch that? Maybe someday, yeah. Maybe someday. I mean, I want to do all these things. Depends on if they show up in crisis. Yeah, if they, I mean, like, if I don't I have a reason. I thought they said that Dean Kane was going to be in crisis. No. They have not said that, and it's unlikely, given his well, recent... Well, isn't Dean Cain Supergirl's dad? Mm-hmm. Yes. In Supergirl? But it's unlikely he'll show up, given his recent But don't comments. you understand that he's, he's Supergirl's dad? Don't you want to stand... Don't you want to realize the irony? See why I get it's the irony. ironic that he... So don't you want to watch Lois and Yeah, Clark? someday. So why don't you watch it now? Have you watched watch so that you can fully enjoy Supergirl? He's not You're in not Supergirl really... anymore. Have you watched the original Supergirl movie? No. Oh. Did you watch the original Flash TV series? Ooh. No. Oh. Why not? 
I haven't. It seems bad. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. It's true. It's pretty bad. But I loved it. Not even. Time. Not even bad. Everybody it just did. seems like not my style of show. Like I don't that's, really like that's older not what you stuff. You said you said you're gonna watch all the. I didn't say things. I'm never gonna watch it. I just said I haven't seen it yet. Well, you need to watch it. Yeah. I would have watched that before Birds of Prey. Mm. Nah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, now I'm thinking <laughs> about it, I probably should, because he probably will be in crisis. So. He is in crisis. He's I'll been in it. the Flash. Well, no, that was John Jay Garrick. Ship. That was Jay Garrick. I mean, specifically, '90s Flash is going to be in crisis. No, I thought they they did an episode. Where yeah, he that... was in Elseworld. I'm not entirely yeah, that's sure. Where it this was. is interesting listening for the. the that's a good point. When keeps right keeping it going, we can we move on. Argue. I'm. This is kind of calling audible, but can we talk about um, companies interfering with comics? Yeah, because I'm kind of nervous about it. Okay. Because we, uh, I don't know. What specifically are you talking about? There's two things with both the big two. So with DC, I don't know if you guys have heard that they've announced they're doing a 5G thing coming up. It's going to be like a, it's going to be a line-wide change where they've said that there's like. What's 5G? It's going to be that there's been four generations up to this point. And this is going to be the fifth generation. And they're going to, like, replace, like, Batman's going to apparently maybe die. This is mostly rumors, by the way, so I'm not spoiling anything. Batman may die, and Luke Fox might take over. John might come back from the future and might take over Superman. So a lot of, like, the younger generation might be taking over. And to me, it's just, like, I wonder how much influence, if any, AT&T had on it, just with their, like, new 5G line. I wonder if they maybe had any say in anything. So that was one thing I was thinking. And then on the other hand, with Marvel, it just got recently announced that Kevin Feige is their CCO now, create, chief creative officer, which means his he will he's not directly in charge of the comics, but he's in charge of the guy who's in charge of the comics. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how much the MCU will inf- uh, impact the comics now, yeah. if it'll be more so than usual. So it's just been something I've been worrying about lately. Is like, mm. are the because like we all have problems with maybe Dan DiDio or. Joe Casada having certain imp- influences, uh-huh. but then we say come from comics. Right. Like I'm kind of nervous about non-comic people having so much influence on yeah, comics. Yeah. I did not hear about this 5G. Did you hear about this line? I didn't hear about it, but he did definitely make sure to say that it it is a rumor. Yeah. And this does no. Sound- 5G is confirmed, but we don't necessarily know what it is. Like we don't know the. We know that it will be like new heroes, but we don't necessarily know like Batman will die. We don't know that for sure. Right. So wait Something a minute. Like so what exactly is confirmed? It's confirmed that they're saying that there's been four generations of like DC, the DC is saying this. Yeah, of the DC universe, and this will be the fifth generation. Huh. I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, this is the first I'm hearing about that. Um, it doesn't surprise if if this is true. It doesn't surprise me because, unfortunately, this is the la- has been the landscape of the comic book world for what now probably closer to ten years or going on ten years, um, starting with the whole New Fifty Two thing that they will just come in and sweep everything clean and basically do a reset. Kind of. I don't think that's what this is going to be. This seems like it's even worse in that it's just going to be like a temporary thing well they're like, all temporary well new 52 isn't temporary is it still a thing yeah new 52 has not been undone like there was a thing called rebirth mm-hmm. but rebirth was not a redo or a, um, a restart of new 52 so anything that started from new 52 to now is all the same continuity oh, whatever. go ahead no that was it I still think this. I still look at a lot of these these things as big old resets. This is pretty much what they do. The Kevin Feige thing that actually doesn't bother me so mm. much because if there is now, I mean there there already has been some kind of like loose symmetry between the Marvel movie studio right. and Marvel Comics already. You know, so if there is now just a, a figurehead who's making sure that that symmetry is is um, flows a little bit more smoothly, then I'm fine with it. And if not Kevin Feige, I'd rather him than anyone else 
someone who seems to be skilled at taking the stories that you love so much and translating them into the movie world. And the guy, he's batting a thousand. I'm cool with him. Yeah, I, uh, I'm. I also saw that he's going to be in charge of. I think the like the animation as well, right? Yeah, yeah because everything's going to be all sim- like yeah, symmetry, everything which creative. Is great. I think that's a good idea. Um, although you know. I guess it can be a little bit too much on one person. I think we saw that with Jeff Johns. I don't think that worked out as, as well as everyone thought it was going to. Um, but with um, the animation stuff, I, I don't pay much attention to any of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was it was it Man of Action. They were behind yeah. like the 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 um, the Ultimate Spider Man thing. Yeah, Ultimate Spider Man stuff like that. Um, so I'm excited for maybe more interesting animated products. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not against him being the cco and that seems great it's just specifically i don't want because like when said the comics are already somewhat influenced by the movies yeah so i'm just worried that with the movie guy being in charge of all creative i don't want any more influence than we've already gotten yeah Mm. you know i've heard people complain about the influence of the films on the comics but then i looked to like what two years ago and there were the thor ragnarok was coming out and there was jane foster thor um we had, um, God, what else was it? Uh, there was like a bunch of superhero stuff that was going on in the movies that was completely, like if you look at the Guardians team, it's a different team. I mean, Is Cat- it? Captain America was Hydra for a minute. Yeah, Captain America was Hydra. Thank you. Yeah. So anybody, I thought it was weird that anybody who was interested in the film versions of these characters were coming into comic book shops and getting a very different version of that character in the books. Yeah, the, the biggest change I saw was that their the comic books look started to kind of mimic the movie looks a little bit more well, yeah but I mean, other than that yeah the stories were still I would say really the guardians though like the guardians of the galaxy are very different now than they were during the abnon and wanning run mm-hmm. they're way more um what's the word not humor they're way more comedic yeah oh sure so okay yeah. so that tone yeah but i mean Okay, so it's is that maybe influenced by the movie? Probably so. But to be fair, it, it was a winning combination in the movies, and the Abnet and Lanning, as big as it was, it went as far as it could it go. It just makes sense to me. I, I'm not bothered. Like if people, the millions of people have and gone millions to, uh, to go see these movies, and we want them to come into comic shops because it's a stagnated business. Mm-hmm. Um, if they come in because they liked Stark, they liked Peter Quill and the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they come into a comic shop and they get the newest, uh, the newest issue of Guardians, and it's different characters and a different tone which it what's the point it wasn't really a different tone than when the movies were coming out though like now i'm not i'm i'm picking guardians as a as a for instance okay it it could be literally any of the marvel movies to comic Mm -hmm. um transitions you want people to come into comic shops to buy the issues because they're excited that black widow has a movie so if they come in and it's the blonde black widow remember her black Mm -hmm. widow 2 and it's and it's different then why what's the point they're not going to stick around i would they're not going to recognize it. i would just rather than make like they already make comics that aren't necessarily in continuity mm-hmm. that are more like those movies and tv shows yeah i would just rather like people could read those but those are not good generally mm-hmm. they're not Gen- usually like, second tier creators the, that but yeah then the that's movie adaptations are terrible except for batman 1989 jerry ordway <laughs> that was great and um Anything that's revolved, like the Flash season zero. I'm not talking book. about those. I'm talking about like, I can't, I can't see any on the shelf right now, but like the, the Spider-Verse comic that just came out recently. It has nothing to do with Spider-Verse the movie. Exactly, but it's Spider-Verse, like it's not necessarily in continuity right. with the comics. It's a yeah. Spider-Verse story for people to pick up mm-hmm. that has like a bunch of different like Spider-Universe stuff. And I'm not saying that every book has to be tied into the movies. Mm-hmm. But I think there should be some representation on the shelf of the things that people like from the movies. And I think right. th- that representation has been in kind of like tweaking their appearance a yeah. bit without um, having the, the studios having some huge editorial oversight. I think yeah. that's 
been the way things have been for the past few years. I think Kevin Feige is just going to make sure that that stays a little bit smooth. I think he knows that it's a winning combination. With, yeah. You know, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. I and guess also, we'll I mean, this is all assumptions on our part. Right. We'll see where it goes. Changes yeah. in, in, with, with regard to that. Um, maybe he's aware that, you know, the comics are the the stories of the comics are where the movies come from yep. so if you don't have interesting comics you run out of interesting movies yeah but that's what worries me is that like the stories nowadays not aren't necessarily where the movies come from like mm-hmm. it's like um thor ragnarok that wasn't like from any comics okay well not all of them but a lot of even 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 if you like even with joker joker is not pulled from the comics right yet there are definitely scenes definitely. in there that are pulled straight from the comics that have been in, influenced by comics right but i just mean like if they don't have to if they're not doing storylines from the comics then there's no need to do interesting comic storylines yeah. what what i mean is like like if you're not gonna like thor ragnarok is a good example if you're not gonna adapt the thor ragnarok comic book storyline then there's less interest for people to necessarily like go and read the thor ragnarok comic right yeah but i don't think it's necessarily about the storyline it's about the characters characters first so if you like thor ragnarok you want to see more thor go to the comic book store right but i just mean that i want good i i guess i'm the opposite i care about more about good stories than necessarily just characters yeah so if you but i understand that but if you saw thor ragnarok and you thought that was a good story in the movie and you want another cool thor story go Mm -hmm. to the comic book store i guess i just i feel but i don't think think that thor you wouldn't get that thor in the comics and so i worry that there that that would be an example of putting that thor into the comics Mm -hmm. that's an example of something that might happen well and that would be something i wouldn't like yeah we'll we'll see it hasn't happened so far that's true well, except Guardians. With Guardians, yes. But Guardians was... As big as Guardians was before the movie, it was nowhere near as big as it was once the movie hit. Right, so definitely. Like, so the movie kind of like superseded that. I guess. I would say Guardians was not big before the movie. Well, I'm just saying, like, Nobody you know, people... cared about the Guardians but, of the Galaxy. But people do were, finally remember, like, were, Abnett and yeah, Landing's sure. run on it. That's so. the one. Well, I'm just saying. Because that is no. I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Because I never paid much attention to the Guardians. Weren't the original Guardians of the Galaxy like in the year 3000? And there was like a blue guy. Well, there were like those. Captain America yeah. Shield. Yeah. That was Guardians of the Galaxy. Right? Yeah, right. That was the 70s and 80s. Guardians. But then and there then was. It wasn't until the Abnett Landing stuff where it was like Star Lord and those guys. Right. Okay. I, just, I don't have a lot of Guardian pre-movie history. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I know that's the one that everyone talks about when it comes to the Guardians is mm-hmm. that Abnet Landing run with yeah. the Annihilation, yes. which is yeah. making a comeback. They're doing another Annihilation tie-in from Marvel coming up soon. Um, but anyway, uh, God, we're, oh, I think I just called that out. Yeah, we, he, um, he threw that audible at us. Yeah. And and we took it around with it. Yeah, we did. And I think we did amazing work. We did such a good job, you guys. <laughs> I mean, we were gutter talking all over the place. Uh, it's a good thing we record this <laughs> for everyone else. Uh, anything else? What else we got? Oh, so uh, Brandon showed us on his little lappy top that there is a new clip commercial from an upcoming video game, speaking of Marvel. What's that called? It's so far, it's just called Marvel's Avengers. Oh, jeez. I yeah. thought it had, like, a, another name, too. No, I think you're thinking of Ultimate Alliance. Maybe. Oh, yeah, the one where you're, like, the four little characters, and it's, like, bird's eye view, and you run around. No, I guess so. Don't care about it. Um, but this but one. I didn't care about this one. Until. Until now. Tell us about the clip. So it was, uh, it was the Kamala Khan character spot for people who are following it. And for people who don't <laughs> know who Kamala Khan is, she's Ms. Marvel. Yes, Marvel. she is Ms. Marvel, the the second generation Ms. Marvel. She's an inhuman character, a young girl living in Jersey City who has fan, um, Mr. Fantastic type powers. Mm-hmm. She can stretch herself. And yeah, she, she's also, she's Marvel's definitely most prominent um, Muslim hero, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she's been Marvel's big, big push lately. Yeah. And now she's in the... the uh, She's in the game. She's also going to be getting a Disney Plus show someday. And she's a freaking adorable. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's great. So <laughs> that's why I'm excited about this. You know, I was talking before you pressed the space bar on your lappy. 
Um, so the kids are calling them now lappies. Uh, before you press the space bar on it to play this clip, I was like, I don't care about this video game. None of the characters look like the characters. They don't sound like the characters. They don't seem representative of the characters as I know them from Marvel, either in the MCU or in the in the um, comic books. It's very strange looking. Um, but then as you were playing this and I was watching some gameplay of Ms. Marvel um, and her yelling Imbigan and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. I, I found myself getting more and more interested. And I think... It's because I am 41 years old, and I have played all of the comic book video games that have come out since Atari's Spider-Man game, where you were like a little red blip, and you shot a gray blip, and you climbed a building to get up to a green blip, who was apparently the Green Goblin. Yeah, it was Minecraft Spidey. Yeah, it was... I loved it. Um, But ever since then, I've been seeking out all of the superhero video games and i have played every superhero and i don't i've played them so many times i'm halfway through the spider-man sony ps4 game and it's great i love it but again i've played spider-man six other times so the fact that there's new characters that are on the docket finally um this one speaks to me a little bit more like i'm sure kamala is not the main character of this thing i'm sure you're gonna be playing characters on every level right right but just i was thinking about it and i was like you know what i'm excited for like new characters to play in these video games i think you might like ultimate alliance then because that's the the draw of that game is that it's got a bunch of different characters to play as including miss marvel i think there's something about that gameplay i haven't played that specific game yet but i remember there was one years ago where basically am i correct you're it's um bird's eye view and they're all these little tiny um, versions of the characters running around and there's a little circle around their feet and you can sort of like switch character to character. Is that this mm-hmm, type of Pretty much. Play? I don't know what it's called. It was Ultimate Alliance. Nope. I don't know what the gameplay, the game type is called. Oh. I'm sure that's a game type mm-hmm. as opposed to a side scroller. Um, it just doesn't speak to me as like it doesn't, f- I don't find it fun. Yeah. But um, I'd be willing to give it a shot. But yeah, I do know there's a lot of great characters in that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, yeah, Uh, for people who don't know the Avengers, what the game is about, I think I'll just give like a quick summary from what I got from the story trailer is that there's an Avengers uh, day and it's um, like a celebration of the Avengers and the Avengers are all there. And then suddenly some like bomb goes off. And so some of the Avengers go, it's on the helicarrier. Some of the Avengers go to the San Francisco bridge, which is nearby and they're like trying to help civilians and take down the bad guys. Uh, we saw in the trailer that Black Widow fights Taskmaster, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Captain America stays on the ship to try and like get it under control because the ship is like going down. And then someone sets off a bomb of some sort, it looks like, and the helicarrier implodes, and so it seems like Cap is dead. Is he actually dead? Probably not. Yeah. But that's what it seems like, and so that then the game picks up maybe five years later, maybe ten years, who knows? But it takes it picks up after a time jump. The Avengers have disbanded; they're all kind of depressed and stuff. And this is probably going to be about them coming back together, save Cap, save the day. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'll try it out for sure. Is was it for all the systems? Is it for yep. like PS4 and? Yeah, it yeah. comes out May fifteenth, twenty twenty. Okay. You don't care about video games, do you? I'm not a video game person yeah, yeah so it's i mean it looked kind of cool like um the last video game i looked at and like just watched i watched the story of injustice and i oh, was yeah. i, I yeah. was into it i will say that this one looks like an interesting story uh i like kamala so i, I very interested in her side of it. And she looks like she's bringing some humor to this very dark-looking um, video game. So that looks fun. Tony Stark has a mullet. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on there, but I'll check it out. Um, so I would sit and watch the story. Yeah. But I could care less about the playing. Okay. Gotcha. That's how I was with Injustice. Because I don't care about fighting games. So I haven't played any Injustice game. But I've watched the story for both. Yeah. I... I- I did play a little bit of Injustice. I'm not much for fighting games either because I feel like once you've played fighting games, you've played all the fighting games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. The, the, one of the Flash's super moves was really, really good. Introduce so, it first. So, <laughs> so we paused for a minute and we're back. <laughs> so I, I was just showing the crew Pariah and I don't know when has thoughts. The Tom Pariah. Welling is oh, right. is playing not Tom nope. Welling. That's Superman. That's Tom Welling. <laughs> Tom Cavanaugh. Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, it's one of the Toms of of 
the Arrowverse, Tom Cavanaugh. You might know him as Harrison Wells. You might know him as every other character besides the Flash. HR. He's he's Harry. He's played Sherlock. He's played Vibe. (laughs) He's played everybody on the show. And now he's going to play Pariah. Tom Cavanaugh. Who does Tom Cavanaugh have tapes on? <laughs> the, honestly, the problem is... What's the problem? A lot he's, of people love it. I mean, he's a it. good guy, but he's not that great. A lot he's, of people he's just not Robert like De Niro. It. They like it. Like, the fans like that they get a new one every week, every month, every, every year. season. Jeez, I mean, come on. Honestly... I still don't like HR. I'm still in the HR season, and I hate him. Yeah, I don't like HR either. I love, I love Tom Cavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Also, you should check out his uh, podcast, Mates. Ma- uh, Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, I honestly... Usually, I'm not for him playing characters. I, I like the guy they had who played the real Reverse Flash, and I don't like I that they keep that getting Tom Cavanaugh back. But in this case, I don't hate it because I hope that maybe they tie in the fact that there's so many Wells. Cavanaugh. Yeah. Is that maybe it has to do with him being Pariah. Because the original Pariah would show up right before a universe was destroyed. Yes. And would like have to like watch it. So what if the reason there's so many Wells is that they are there to like observe universes for the monitor or something then it, I'll tell you, it just seems to me like they keep dipping into the same old wells <laughs> oh my god jokes <laughs> you couldn't wait <laughs> I, was just sitting here like, I saw it on your face the whole talking. time <laughs> so I, I got it i'm brewing it it's coming <laughs> i hate myself <laughs> so yeah i know he's great i mean he's great but he's come good on. i just want him to stick with one can nope. other actors eat nope when does this start? December tenth. December. Yes, yes. Oh, that starts so in December. Off. We keep. I keep hearing so much Actually, about maybe it. Maybe December 9th, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I keep hearing casting, so I guess obviously they're not filming it yet. Jeez, they are filming. Well, they're filming it. Oh, they're, yeah. yeah, they're filming it. Shit. Right. All right. Okay. It's got to get edited, and you know the ten dollars special effects got to get thrown in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. 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 Yeah. For real. Okay, leapfrogging back to the video game comment before we were so rudely interrupted by Tom Cavanaugh. I, By I, the way, he's replacing you next week on the show. <laughs> yes. Sitting in in the role of, of Bat Tribble will be Tom Cavanaugh. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it. I watch, it's like I said, about... I watch Injustice, right. the video game. Now, I don't play the video game, but I do read the comic book. And I read them Great. in the year compendium. So they're up to year four. I stopped reading them because one of the guys is like one of those comics gate douches. Oh, don't tell me that. Which one? It's not the Tom artist. Taylor. So it's the artist. It's one of the uh, the artists. Yeah. Well, the, there's so many artists on the book. So I oh, mean, good. Maybe he's gone. Maybe you've gotten past him. Yeah, it's, I think I mean, he started it off the book because nobody does like all the books. It's right. always like a bunch multiple artists but my my question though is having read this comic book and for the most part i've enjoyed it as the years have gone on it's like all right you're just kind of like stretching the the story a little bit okay since it's based on a, on a video game will the story ever end it's a prequel to the game so this is all a prequel to the game the first issue you read the so first in the year. game you saw you you saw the game in in it can i spoil it do you think is it okay to spoil Injustice? It's like almost, it's like seven years old probably. Probably, yeah. You know what? Spoiler alert. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I'll just spoil the beginning. So Joker, uh, he kills Lois Lane. So, well, technically, yeah, he, super, gets he gets Superman to kill, to kill Lois, Lois Lane. Lane while she's pregnant with her child. So that happened in the beginning. Yes. And then the game takes place five years after that. Yes. So what we're reading is the years in between. That's why each, that's why you're on year four. That's Four, so that's one year before the well, two years before the game. Year five is one year before the year five ends, right when the game begins. Okay, so then, so by that logic, then there should only be one more year book because I'm buying yeah. by the years, which w- should be and the then, completion of that. Yes, and then there is story. something called like Ground Zero or something, which is the game from like Harley Quinn's perspective. Yeah. I remember reading a bunch of those issues and being blown away. The Tom Taylor Injustice stuff. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Taylor's every, awesome. Every issue had like a great big WTF moment. 
But yeah, I believe his name is Mike S. Miller. Is the guy? Yeah, and I don't think he's. I don't think he's. he's on the uh, book anymore. Knowing, anymore. I, I follow Tom Taylor on Twitter, and he does not seem like the type of person who would work with someone like that. Yeah. So I feel like once that came out, he would probably yeah. want that changed. Yeah. yeah, I have to go back and look at year four, but I don't think he's on it anymore. Yeah, but anyway, okay. So that answers my question because I, I was just wondered about that. Like, it, all right, will this story ever end? Yeah. Is this the song that never ends? Which they actually played. At the um, Comic Con for Kids, they had like a nice little fun little karaoke setup. Mm-hmm. Um, this DJ, DJ Awesomeness Prime. Wow. Woof. Cool name. And he's Yikes. actually, and he, well, I, I liked it. He, he was getting into it. He was having fun. And for you the know, kids. It's for the kids. And um, they played that song for karaoke. And it played for half an hour. Do kids oh, know no. that? Because I remember when I was a kid, well, we used to sing it all so the time. It's karaoke, so you're singing along with the melody. It, so you you yeah. figure it out. It's yeah. a song that it's never one ends. Verse. It's one verse. Yeah, I know. Second verse, same as the first. When I was a kid, we all you would you would always sing it to annoy each other. Ninety third verse. Yes, same. and they annoyed the comic cons for kids because it was one person singing it. And then the DJ started singing. He's like, oh, I'm so glad you picked this song. And he started singing it. And then like four or five kids started jumping up on the stage and started singing the song. I That's was like, oh. pretty cute, but I hate it. The question is, like, do they do Old Town Road? Because you know kids love that. They did Old Town Road eight times. Yeah. What's and Old Town Road? Old Town Road is a song that kids should not be singing. Oh. <laughs> kids, kids love that song. You know, Like genuinely. I don't know if you know that song. Um have to go. I'm take, take my horse to the take down my horse, horse town road. Old town road, gonna ride until I can't no more. Never it, heard of it. You ha- we talked about it before. You heard it. Oh. You might just not remember. Yeah, that, that's that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember most things. Yeah, it, it, yeah, but it's a song the kids should not be singing, it's especially not allowed on a stage. Yeah, there's a hilarious karaoke video to it where the singer Will Nas X he comes out to a kid's like auditorium. And he sings like the first bit, and then the kids sing the rest of the song. They know that song so well. And no, yes, it's. Oh, it's. Is he the writer of the song? Yes. Yeah. He's the oh, rapper. I see. It's a new song. Fairly new. Okay. Um, it was I the song of the summer. Hamilton. Yes, you did. I saw Hamilton last night. Me and Sushan went. Sushan and I yes. went to see Hamilton, and it was wonderful. That's all I got. I was just excited. <laughs> so <laughs> now are you going to see it? I have never been excited to see a play before i've never been like man i wish i could go see a play this is a play i want to go see Uh, other than like maybe book of mormon kind of curious about that yeah me too i was curious about the the spider-man musical i saw that one you saw that i went i mean because that only like played like like what three months yeah yeah how Uh, was it it was awful (laughs) it was so bad Um, did did anyone die uh not while we were there okay uh i wanted to (laughs) <laughs> you wanted I to. I wanted to die. Uh, it was pretty bad. And um, I remember we paid, there was like a, this drink special was called the Spider-Man drink or whatever. Mm. And it was, it looked so beautiful. It was blue. You know, it was one of those segmented type, type of drinks where right. like some of it's red, some of it's bright blue. Like, oh, it looks delicious. It's great. And it was, it was a bucket of yuck. Uh, so, but Hamilton, uh, we had two drinks. Was it called Prose- Prosecco? Prosecco? Prosecco is a drink. Yeah, it's like yeah. a, it's like a. I've never had it, but I've heard it. Oh, I've never had that. We had, we had a bottle of that. What? Champagne. Yeah. Prosecco. Am I saying that right? Prosecco. Thanks, Grace. Prosecco. Sushan had a prosecco. I had a Yingling. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. Forty dollars for those two drinks. Were they like smashing the grapes in the back yeah, for the right, champagne? Yeah, Hamilton was back there making them himself. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. What's his name? Yes. Yeah. Um. But it was wonderful. It was so good. It was so the don't play. laugh. It's so good. Oh no, yeah, I believe you. Oh, why are you laughing? The music at me? is great. It was. I got emotional. I was like, at the end, I got. I was like tearing up, and I made the mistake of like touching my eyes with my hands, mm. and then my eyes were burning. And I was like, there's only like fucking two minutes of this play left. I just need to see it. And I had. So then you were really tearing up. My eyes were burning so yeah. bad. Because this is the story um, of Alexander Hamilton. Oh, it's so is it? good. I never knew that. A lot of people don't. I was kidding. Yeah. It was a bad joke. Yeah. Should have said, is it Linda Hamilton? See, that would have been a good Hamilton joke. Linda Hamilton would have been, that would have been funny. Yeah. Been <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, it was, I'm so glad I finally got to see it. I had a being, being what I would like to call a poor person. Um, I just sort of. You like that? Uh, well, 
I don't have money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I sort of just came to the realization years ago. I was like, well, Hamilton is just a play that I will never see mm. because I Can't have no money. Right. Uh, maybe they'll make a movie out of it one day and I'll be able to enjoy it at the Regal Cinema. Uh, so the fact that we it came to Philly and we actually found some not terrible seats for moderately uh, affordable pricing, mm -hmm. I was very excited. We went for Sushan's birthday and it was just wonderful. I highly recommend it. I mean, obviously I don't have to recommend it. Everyone knows Everybody it. Amazing. Everybody knows it. I haven't Everybody seen it. I know. I know the music. The music is great. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, like uh, we immediately put on the on Spotify, listening to yeah, it listen in the it. car on the way home, and it was just so good. So you saw Spider Man in musical, and it was horrible. Yeah. And I believe they, at one time back in the late '60s or maybe it was the '70s, they tried a Superman musical. It was called ah. Up, Up and Away. It's I... Superman. I heard of that. It was very bad. You saw it? I didn't see it in the theater or on on stage. Yeah, in the, the theater. <laughs> right. But they filmed a performance of it that actually played as like a, a TV movie. Oh. Uh, it's it's a bucket of oh, suck. Oh, dang yeah, it. It's horrible. And I believe at one time they were actually trying to man a Batman musical, but I don't think it ever... I remember that. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, I just don't think it ever yeah. made it out of previews and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm surprised with Disney co-opting pretty much... Everything? Everything <laughs> for the stage. I'm surprised that they haven't dug into their Marvel yep. um, uh, treasure. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. And pulled the story for the stage. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I guess I guess you could say they tried with Spider-Man. But I yeah, don't... it was. I, I I don't want them to. Please don't. Please don't do it. The it's... thing is, is that of all of them, Spider-Man and maybe Captain America are the only ones that I could think of that could maybe work. Right. Because Captain just, America, it's gonna you, be cheesy no matter what they do. Because Captain America, you can go World War II and then after. Yeah. You know, um, but. Don't miss Uni Marvel Universe Live. Well, yes, it's Marvel Universe Live, but that's wow. akin to Iron Fist. That's akin to. Uh, it's like a Disney stage show. Yeah, it's like Disney, Disney stage World show. Yeah, yeah, like you know, ice capades. I mean, it's pretty cute. That's pretty. Wow, that's pretty cool. They've been here in Philly a couple yeah. of times. Um, anyway, that's it. I was just excited that I saw Hamilton finally, and it was wonderful. I'm, I was like, you know what? After all this time, I, I, I've always wanted to go see Hamilton, and I finally got tickets. I'm, I'm here. I'm going to my seats. We passed the merch booth, and I'm like, I'm going to get a shirt. I'm going to get a Hamilton oh, shirt. Oh, boy. Just because I, I like to get a shirt whenever I go to concerts and stuff. I'm, I'm definitely getting a shirt from Hamilton because mm. this is a big deal. Mm. And then I came back to get a shirt, and I said, oh, you're $40. Thanks anyway. Bye. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that happened. $70 I sweatshirt. $70 sweatshirt. See, the $40, $50 for a sweatshirt seems reasonable. Right. For a sweatshirt, yeah. 25 30 tops. And at, at 30 for a T-shirt, I'm, I'm still going to be like, ah, fuck, but it's, you know, it's Hamilton. I'll get it. $40, I couldn't do it. No, I wouldn't have done it either. Now, I yeah. did spend, because I went to see Wicked in... Oh, I would like to see that. Did, How was that? Wicked is fun. Yeah? Wicked is a lot I forgot of about fun. that. I would see that. That really is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I took my daughter to see that in Washington, D.C. Um, that was really, really cool. I spent, I probably spent about 30 bucks for, like, shirts. That's fine. For shirts? Us. $30 each? No, yeah, it was $30. $30 for shirts. No, $30 each. Shirt. Oh. $30 each. Um that was that was that was fun. Wicked, like I don't. I'm not a musical guy, not at all. But my, I'm you know, it's my daughter. Usually, she yeah. wanted to go see Wicked, so we'll go see Wicked. So I took her to see Wicked. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I, honestly, as much as I say I'm not a musical guy, the musicals that I have seen on stage, outside of Phantom of the Opera, I wound up liking them. Yeah. Um, my favorite one. Outside of Wicked, which is decidedly my favorite one, I took my daughter here in Philly to see Musical, the Musical, which is it's just one story. It's like and it's like like a typical um, story about you know father They're... having to save his daughter or something like that. Oh. I can't remember, but they keep doing the story in a different musical genre. Oh, it was so funny. We enjoyed ourselves. We came out of there. Balled over laughing. Now, does that have something to do with the? the it sounds like High School Musical, the musical, the series. But it's not. High School Musical, the musical, the series. I hate. I hate it. I'm so excited. It's gonna be great. 
Alright, well we paused to deal with customers and we're back now and There's all these customers keep flooding into the hero complex oh, in Maniunk. Oh customers come flood my store <laughs> with money, please. Um well, this has been a if the customer did come walking in right now uh-huh. to your store, uh-huh. and if you could sell that customer one thing, you said they come in like you know, you know, um, my my wife looks at my comic books and says, you know what, that looks kind of interesting, but it just doesn't look like it sings for me. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I like musicals, I liked Hamilton. So is there a comic book that might, you know, uh, tickle that part of my uh, funny book? Is he going somewhere with this? No. <laughs> there's a, you don't think there's a comic book that might... For people who love musicals? Yeah. No. I or, mean, or, maybe, or love, but I don't know what it is. Or love Hamilton? They love, like, you know, historical fiction? Oh, wow. All right, historical fiction. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 you know, there's there's mouths. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I would suggest if you want yeah, like a mouse. That would happy not be lucky <laughs> musical. Hey, I wouldn't hey. suggest mouse. Hamilton is not happy go lucky. That's true. It, I, was it, it's true. Yeah. I was in tears. True. Yeah. I mean, there was that Terminator. Yeah, he just came and got Linda Hamilton. Oh, it was brutal. Um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of yeah, like Mouse is great. <laughs> we, they were, Let's go back to his first his original enemy question by George Takai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to his original question. If there was one thing in here that you wish people knew that you had that they could get at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, what would it be? I think everyone, should, since you seem you seem blindsided, <laughs> I think everyone should come in and check out that Korra Asami statue. That's pretty cool. Ah, oh, the Korra and Asami statue is wonderful. And it's the two of them. They're on a field and they're yeah. kind of holding hands, and it's so beautiful. I didn't. I was pretty certain it wasn't going to sell. I was thinking. Well, I might, I know a couple people who might buy it, but um, really, I just like that it's here, mm-hmm. and it, it brings sort of a like a zen yeah, a vibe lightness. for me. Like when I look at it, I'm just kind of like, oh, that's so sweet. I love it. Um, I also have like a $400 Spider-Man bu- bust based on Alex Ross. Um, it's only $400 because that is the amount part, it would <laughs> take me to uh, let go of it because it's been with me for over 15 years. Oh, okay. That is my price. If any, it's part of the store. But if someone were to be like, I have to have it, my asking price is like four hundred dollars. Hmm. Okay. It's probably only like two hundred dollars. But because it's <laughs> been a part of my life for so long, it's an emotional price that I've set. Because everyone does have a price, Len. That's very true. Um, <laughs> That's very all right, very let's true. get the GTFO. Um, let's get the get the fuck out of here. Uh, everyone. This watch is, Arrow. This it is was not great. a good episode. <laughs> we were just meandering. Everyone watch Arrow. This this year the CW shows are real great. Everyone watch them. They're great. All right, cool. <sighs> if you if you if you want to pay for this, uh, I almost wish there was a way that you could sign up for Patreon and I gave you a dollar if you listen to this. Um, but if you want to go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo or Patreon slash Black Tribbles, yeah, uh, you can help the show out. Um, uh, you can also email it. Please email us at inf- no at coldpopgo at gmail.com. Or blacktribbles at gmail.com. Hey, JD, if people go to patreon.com slash Johnny, Destru- Johnny Destructo, what do patrons get? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, and these are this is for any level of patron. So from a, it starts at a dollar, I think. That's just the lowest you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, starts at a dollar, as much as you want to give. Uh, basically, I think we give early access to spoiler alerts if we record it early, which we've been doing. Plus, every week, I do a Thunder Round. Thunder Round. Which is a 60-second review of a book that is coming out that day. So this morning, I actually had some help, and Noel from Spoiler Alert came and helped me do a couple of Thunder Rounds. Thunder Round. Uh, we did... Um, mine was Spider-Man number 2 by J.J. Abrams and Sarah Pichelli, and then Noel's was a secret surprise one. Um, so if you are giving a dollar, you can have access to all of these things. There you go. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. What about you, Leonard? Oh, if they go to patreon.com slash black tribbles, what they have waiting for them, any patron of any amount, you will have access to greetings from the Bat Base, my Patreon-exclusive podcast that will be going up every 
two weeks. It's an hour-long podcast, so it's a lot of material. Wow. Uh, and it's where, uh, right now, I am reviewing the CW series Batwoman. I, there's reviews of episode one and two up there. And upcoming, I will also, and I have said it, I, I, I said it on that episode, I will also be reviewing the final season of Arrow. Yay! Wow. As well as I will be reviewing The Crisis on Infinite Earths when that hits in December. Um, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun. We're going to bring in some special guests to sit in on the show. We're going to have a lot of a lot of fun. And it doesn't matter how much you uh, donate. It's all appreciative. This podcast is just for you. Subscribe to Gutter Talk on Apple Podcasts and every, any place and every place that you find podcasts. And next week, listen for a very special announcement here on Gutter Talk where JD and I, and we'll talk to Noel, and we'll even let Brandon chime in, will tell you what will be the next film that we will do a full commentary for on Audio Tribbles, which is available only on the Gutter Talk feed. Look for that next week. Now, now, now are we done? I wanted to hear him say it. This is the podcast that never ends. <laughs> <laughs>